Well, we have already spent some time uh, before we started uh, recording talking about some of the differences in our generations. Um, we have uh, a definite uh, different um, backgrounds just because we're from different time periods. Uh, and so in this podcast, our Three Gens Theology podcast, it's great to see how those differences um, come together as we think about theology. Uh, what's great is that the scriptures don't change. That's right. Right? Um, our culture changes. Um, history impacts um, lives and technology and culture. Uh, but the scriptures don't change. And so it's interesting to bring together our three generations um, to the same scriptures, right? To the same scriptural truths and foundations. So it's great. So thank you for joining us again on Three Gens Theology. We do hope to come alongside and be a, a support as you grow in your understanding of Scripture and your walk with the Lord. And uh, we want to, um, as we talk about theology, not just um, uh, have more debate info, but actually discuss a relationship with the Lord that can be uh, continuing to grow and fuller. So we're excited to do that today. Um, we are getting close to wrapping up. It'll probably still be a couple more podcasts, but uh, getting close to wrapping up theology proper. And uh, so we're interested in a couple of those topics as we uh, gather today. Let's, let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be together. May you be honored as we uh, walk through some of these uh, truths in theology proper. Lord, help us to speak uh, accurately and that your message will go forth correctly. Uh, help us to stay close to your word and uh, that it might uh, be our guide for sure. Thank you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy, uh, for uh, your, your power that has um, conquered death for us as well. Thank you for this time together. May you be honored in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I think you guys would agree with me that we're, we're not apologetic about taking time to go through these subjects because Frankly, we end up discussing things that need to be discussed uh, and might otherwise be left out yeah. if we just set a goal and said, okay, we're going to be done yeah. by next week. Well, and we're still nowhere close to exhaustive. I mean, not, not that you could be exhaustive about theology, but we're still nowhere close to that. That's right. right. Yeah. Right. I saw I saw you smiling, Cy. What was when we when we when we set out to <laughs> when we started talking about recording this, we thought, you know, what's a what's a feasible amount of of podcasts and so we kind of scheduled everything out and we basically got to 13 per chapter and uh we have just posted our 17th of this chapter and we still have at least three more so uh, we found that uh there is there's a lot of information and the three of us enjoy talking so uh what's at least two of us enjoy talking <laughs> yeah, you two enjoy talking yeah, and, I, right. and i buzz in when we i do most of it i have when to i, admit. When I yeah. want to talk yeah. but no it's been there's what we've found is that there's so much good information that we even in trying to be quick about things we still we can't help but talk about the what's what god's doing and and how awesome it is so amen amen well and even um even the the methodical way of going through these things, which sounds uh, sounds distant or something, but that's what we're doing. We're methodically going through a s sections, um, but they do bring in other discussions that uh, are mm -hmm. are germane 
So Absolutely. It's, it's good to bring those out. Absolutely. Well, we're going to be, to kind of give you an idea of where we're going as we wrap up theology proper, uh, today we're going to look at something that's kind of a, uh, a selected edition that comes at things from the perspective of uh, maybe we're going to, just because of the way we are as human beings, we're going to neglect some, some very deep truths that we should be aware of. Then we're going to be talking about a subject that sometimes gets left out of systematic theology, but should not, and that's the doctrine of the Father. And then finally, we're going to wrap up our time in theology property with, with some sections that deal with um, cross-cultural issues related to theology, what we can learn from problems that have been involved in different cultures, uh, not only the cultures of the Old Testament, but cultures worldwide. As we look at that first issue, that is the Trinity in creation, providence, and incarnation, we're going to slip a little bit into Christology, the doctrine of Christ, which will be coming up very soon. But it's important to do so because we have a tendency to want to get to those parts of doctrine or biblical teaching that are kind of hands-on. This is what I do. This is how I want to do it. Uh, and this is what I should do as a, as a believer. Uh, and we're, we're eager to watch God work, but we don't often think about what's going on behind all that work. As workers, we, uh, we tend to choose materials that uh, uh, are appropriate for the job. We lay them all out. We get our saws and our hammers and everything put together. Sai would appreciate this well, I'm gonna, uh, because of what he's been going through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if there's ever been a time where I've gotten all the supplies and laid them all out. I mean, it's, yeah. every everything has you know 17 trips to Home Depot or Lowe's yeah. and. Well, and that, that, of course, is part of our point. Because that, of our lack uh, of planning. Because of our lack of planning or because or we keep finding that we need more. Uh, we're always in the process of getting things together, arranging our time so we can work on things, choosing a workplace where we can lay things out, trying to develop the ability to do a precise job so the product is worthwhile. Um, we will likely have an image of creation uh, and providence in somewhat of the same way. We have the father laying out the plans over here, and then we have the son who's following the plans, and he's making everything, and the spirit is garnishing the heavens and doing all of this. And somehow all of this activity that's going on, all of this busyness, seems quite appropriate to us because that's what we do. When we have a job we're going to do, we're really busy going about doing it. But the thing that we've got to keep in mind is that in the process of all of this, God did not break a sweat. God never had to go to the heavenly lows and get a few things that he had forgotten to do the job. It was never necessary to run across the expanse of this magnificent universe that God made and kind of check out the corners to make sure everything was working right. That's, those things weren't necessary for God because God was present to all of the things that he was making. So not only did he bring everything according to his plan into existence, but when they came into existence, they were fully as he had organized and arranged them. 
and there was no need to make any last-minute checks or bring out some more equipment. And the amazing thing, the truly amazing thing that brings all this into Trinitarian truth is that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit were always united. They were always sharing the same essence. They were always one God, yet each person doing his part according to the plan to make everything work. And that's the, the kind of exciting thing that we, we really want to think about that, that there was no confusion, no pause for additional materials. All of this was fully and completely done, even the Holy Spirit being uh, over that earth that was not yet completely formed and God describing each element of it as it went along and the Holy Spirit arranging all of these things taking place. In the course of all of that, the Holy Spirit was no closer to anything that was created than the Father and the Son because we know that God is present to all things. All of this begins to make sense when we go back over what we have studied and realize that as we talk about creation, as we talk about providence, as we talk about the incarnation when the Son of God came to earth, we have to keep in the back of our minds the reality that God doesn't change during all of this. There's no separation of one person from the rest in order to make it happen. But in fact, God continues as the triune God in this whole process. So I think that's a harder conversation in incarnation. But let me get there in a second. Sure. Let's talk about creation and providence first. We've talked about creation and providence mm -hmm. within theology proper, and now we're returning to it with a view of Trinity. Yes. All right? Um, so um, typically when I've read the Genesis account, I am imagining the Father doing all that. You know, that's just typically what I, and I, I don't think I'm alone in that. Mm -hmm. um, but then John 1 comes and has the Word, right. uh, the Son speaking things into existence, right? Mm -hmm. And then I, I love your little note on, um, is it the Psalm where the Spirit adorns the sky? Mm -hmm. And that word adorns is actually beautiful. So yes. the Spirit beautifuls the sky. Um, so I, I do think in creation that having all three involved is is very clear that that's oh, the case. Yes. yes. Um, how that interaction um, worked, I don't know that we know a lot. We don't know a lot about how the Trinity worked together. We know they're one, and so there is a un unity amongst what was done right right um but i don't believe we have scripture that tells us um distinctly the father did this part or the son did this part or the spirit did this part and the reasoning for that is because it isn't distinct i think that's what you would agree with right yes. it isn't distinct that that god the trinity was involved yes in all the parts right 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 um so it wasn't just the spirit beautifuling the sky, um, but actually the Trinity beautifuled the sky, right? right. The, the speaking, the 
um, the plants and the animals into existence was not as John 1 might lead us to think that it was just the sun that was involved in that. It was actually the Trinity that was involved in that. Would you, would you agree with that? Right. I think, I think the way that I would put it is that although each member of the Trinity had their own responsibilities, and those responsibilities were carried out in keeping with God's plan for creation, right. that there was no time in which any one of the members of the Godhead were acting in complete isolation from the other members. Right. And that's the thing that we need to keep in mind, that the outworking of this plan, though it, in order to explain it in, in human terms, in order to explain it as God explains it in the Word of God so that we can understand it, we see each, of the, each member of the Godhead doing their part in making the whole thing happen. But there's never a time when any one of the members of the Trinity and his action is completely divorced from what the other members of the Trinity are doing. So that you can say that the Son speaks everything into existence. But everything that he is speaking into existence is in complete harmony with the plan of the Father Right. And the work of the Holy Spirit in beautifying everything that is made mm -hmm. is completely in the process of what is designed. But so, but, so in that yeah. way, I would say that there are distinctions, right. that each person does their, their own job, but that the entirety is being done right. together. But the fact that it says that the Spirit adorned the sky doesn't mean that the Father and the Son weren't involved in the creation of our universe. That's right. Of our, of our sky. That's right. 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 So it's not a it's not like that was his distinct job and if there's an issue with the sky, that's the Spirit's fault. <laughs> um, first of all, there wouldn't be an issue. But secondly, the it, just because it would say that one was doing something doesn't mean the others weren't involved in that as well. Right, because let's, they're one. Let's look at that from another perspective, Dan. If if we think about, for example, the uh, the illustration of the spirit coming down like a dove over the sun, and the father says concerning the son, "This is my beloved son, with whom I'm well pleased." The Holy Spirit seems to appear in the form of a dove. At that point, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit and God the Father still have their own wonderful relationship together as Trinity. But there is a localized representation of, of each in that place. The voice of the Father, the Spirit like a dove, I think that's why in in his incarnation. incarnation is a tougher conversation about this unity than the, than the other two. The creation and the providence of God I think are easier to grasp their unity mm -hmm. because they're all doing the same work. They're all doing the same, accomplishing the same end, ultimate end, goal. Right. Yes. Providence would be that same way that mm -hmm. God's God has created us. He is in control and he desires good, right? What is good now, father, son, and spirit, all the same in providence, right? I mean, right. They, they would be right. They might do different things, and they do, but they, but they're, 
again, they're, um, they could do them interchangeably, mm-hmm. right? They could do them interchangeably. When we come to incarnation, the fact that Christ took on the form of a human is a difficult one to grasp mm. because how can there be that unity? How can there be that unity when the son is in a body? Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so I think that's a tougher one to, to identify in the unity portion. Yes. But they, dad, they you, are, you said that they could do that interchangeably. They are working towards the same goal, but the providence and creation, right? Create. So we'll talk about creation. Talk about the spirit beautifying the sky, right? Um, They could they have done that interchangeably? Wouldn't wouldn't that have been? So they're all going towards the same goal, and they're all it's there's there's not there's not a separation of them, but we see in incarnation that they have different roles. So wouldn't that have been the spirit's role in that? And that's Again, that's somewhat right. similar side to right. to what we talk about when we when we discuss the the work of the three persons of the Godhead it during the time of the incarnation the Son voluntarily submits himself to the leadership of the Holy Spirit the Son and the Holy Spirit voluntarily submit themselves to the Father in order to accomplish that work um, and each of them are doing their own task. So in that you're right. That is exactly what we're talking about in creation and providence as well. Each, according to the plan, has his own task, so his I'm, own responsibility. I'm not saying that there wasn't that there weren't separate tasks, but that there's no reason um, the division of labor right. was less less less. It needed to be divided less particularly right it wasn't a it wasn't a mom and dad he, going to walmart and all right you go to electronics you go right, to groceries right, you guys right. do everything you're gonna father, do we'll the, son, the, the father the son and the spirit all any of them could have adorned the sky right right any of any of them could have adorned the sky any of them could have said plants right. <laughs> you know um but when you come to incarnation it is distinct that the son is the one that has become incarnation mm-hmm. and submits to the spirit's power and the and together they submit to the father's plan mm-hmm. now i do think it's a picture i do think it's a picture of trinity uh, of creation and providence i do think it's a picture of that yes. the way that there's a intersubmission and uh, mm-hmm. a plan that's being played out i do think it's but um it's i find it more both more particular and more separated i don't know the right right, right word distinct um yeah. in, in the incarnation because it 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 would have changed things if it had been the spirit that it was incarnated and the son was the i mean the way they cho- they chose to do it he chose to do it is is accurate and I just find it to be much more distinct in the separation of works. Yeah, if if we think of it from the perspective of the Trinity, 
we again, and this this kind of goes back to the initial analogy of uh, you know different people building a building, for example, and they have their own tools and they go about doing it all in their own right. way. And so a, cra- a craftsman, time. a craftsman could have worked on the first floor or the second floor, right? And a different right. craftsman could have worked on that same first floor or second floor, and they both did right. their but work. Right. Our, our point, but they both though, could have done it. Our point, though, is that it is the harmony. Right. of the work of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit right. that makes all of this happen. Right. It, it, it is a kind of harmony that we do not possess. We as, right. as people working even side by side with a plan in front of us, we're not working as harmoniously as the members of the Godhead. Right. So when you come to incarnation, again, it is the harmonious outworking of the plan. There is no, I agree with that. no yeah. possibility that the Father would ever have become the one who is incarnated because it was not in God's plan for that to happen. And since he chose the plan, it was the best plan. And according to that plan, the Son was the one who was to come. But again, in full harmony of relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. The thing, as you said, that makes the incarnation seem so different and makes us wonder what's going on in the Trinity mm-hmm. is that the Son becomes incarnated, takes on a human nature, walks among us, goes back to be with the Father, sits on the right hand of the Father's throne, and is still in possession of a glorified human nature, where that's not the case with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that we've got to remember is that even as that was taking place, the overall uh, providential work of God in regard to the universe, the earth, the human race, all of that was continuing on. It wasn't stopped because suddenly the sun was down on earth out of the picture of what the rest of the right. Trinity was doing. Yeah, I- I'm, uh, so I'll go back to the craftsman. If you have if you have three craftsmen, and they agree on a blueprint, right? They agree on a on a plan. Mm-hmm. Then what could happen is is as one does a part, he comes back and say, "What else needs to happen?" Mm-hmm. Right? And okay, I'll do that. And then that comes back. But they're all three. Um, in a sense, interchangeably doing whatever the next part that's needed is. Mm-hmm. It's a bit strange at creation because it wasn't a laborious task. Right. <laughs> but for providence, that goes on, right? That goes on. Mm-hmm. And so all three of the persons of the Godhead could interchangeably do providential work, mm-hmm. right? In the plan for the incarnation, it is no longer interchangeable. But your because, example because falls apart right. because well, it is a plan that was unchangeable. Right, and thus right. each person does only what he was right. assigned to do. Right. And would, that but would it, never but, but change in, but like in provi- with the But in providence, aspect. there is a sovereign plan, and so he would know who's going to do what. <laughs> right. But they could, anyway, I'm just trying to yeah. – I, 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 find, I find them in understanding them to be – um, a bit different because the incarnation and the spirit giving power 
uh, and the submission to the Father is so, is so distinct in their persons, you know what I mean, that it is, to me, it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, so, um, we, but, but I think it's hard. On the other side, I think it's hard to see sometimes the unity of them the, yes, in the Yes, and that's, that's the thing that I think we need Sorry, to work on. I think, I think for that, we, we, for us, for humanity, we know that you know, we have times where we can make a decision of you know, whatever, every, you know, what cereal I eat today or whatever that is. And so you know, as uh, some of you might have got done just watching the Marvel What If series, like there's, you know, we, we can understand that of what if I had chosen this, what if I had chosen that. But what we understand of God is that he is, he is perfect, and there's not a what if because he chose what is best every time. Right. right? And so I think that's where – I think that's kind of what I feel like the hiccup of what you're saying is, is that, well, what if, you know, the son did this? Well, we know that he didn't because – God chose that that was the best. Right. Right. So um, th- there are there are areas where, like, they all are one. They all accomplish the same task. They all, like, there's different ways they could have accomplished it. But we, if, since we know, you know, the Spirit did this, we know that was the best. That was his that, plan. Right. That's what right. he was going to do. Yep. So maybe a unity of task is what maybe, in, in Providence, maybe that's what I'm thinking of, that there's a unity of task that, that, that the Lord is accomplishing as one. Mm-hmm. And in the incarnation, there's not a unity of task. But there is. There's a unity of plan. There's a unity of accomplishment. There's no disharmonious thought amongst the Trinity. But it is the Son that died on the cross. Right. And I, I, think, I think where I would come down on that, Dan, is, is simply this. Just as it was the responsibility of the Holy Spirit to garnish the heavens, and that was his responsibility. It was not the responsibility of the Son or the Father, but harmoniously they worked together to accomplish all aspects of it. Similarly, in the incarnation, it was the responsibility of the Son to be incarnated. He did die on the cross. There was no change in God's plan in that regard. But the Father and the Spirit were integrally involved in that entire process. There, was, there would be no possibility of there being a disharmonious aspect of what the three were doing in that case. Right. Even right. though the Son's responsibilities seemed so extremely different from what the Father and the Spirit were doing, without the work of the Spirit, the Son would not have been led as God intended. Without the work of the Father, Jesus' constant reference to him as Father would not have been the illustration of relationship that it was. And so I think all of that together, again, goes back to that word of, of the harmony. The, the equality of the persons was not changed even though they had different responsibilities. Right. I think it would be a good idea for us to, to sort of stop our discussion as far as the incarnation is concerned so that we can bring this up again when we come to gonna, Christology. I was just going to say that because it brings to mind about 30 other questions, and, and uh, <laughs> they're all Christology. But what I, I really would like us to take away from this is that In all of the activities of the members of the Godhead, the harmony is not broken, the unity is not broken, and the 
accomplishment of God's purpose was absolute. And it always involved the work of the Trinity together. So it was never any time when one member of the Trinity was left out there on a horse by himself and everybody else was riding off in a different direction. Yeah, the payment That's what we as humans do. But the payment God never for sin, the payment for sin at the cross w- involved more than the body of Christ dying on the cross. Yes. Right? It was yes. uh, our our sin being poured out on him, our right? Uh, the so yeah, obviously involved more than um, the pers- the human Christ, human or even, nature, or yes. even the human um, God Christ, it involved mm-hmm. the Trinity, mm-hmm. right? Involved the right. Trinity. Right. It involved the Trinity. Yeah. So when we talk about God, one of the things that that, as I said earlier, often gets left out because Christology includes the issues related to the incarnation. Uh, pneumatology involves description of the Holy Spirit, who obviously to us is probably the most difficult member of the Godhead to conceive. Um, We just see the doctrine of the Father left out over and over again, and yet that's a shame because it's so So essential. Let me me say something. Do we want to save the doctrine of the Father? Father for another podcast, or do we want to try to jump in? We're asking on the I, go here. I, I think we're. I think we probably should close this one out and then jump into the Father yeah. next podcast. Sounds good. Yeah, let's do. So this. There you go. So, There's your teaser. There's your teaser for next time. Um, the idea of the Trinity being involved in uh, creation and ongoing providence, the Trinity being involved at through the incarnation and even death of Christ. Um, there are certainly parts of that that we don't know, mm-hmm. um, but we do know of a unified work through all those things, yes. right? A unified Absolutely. work. Absolutely. And um, it, we don't worship, we don't worship uh, Jesus separately from the Father and the Son, right? That's that would be not what Jesus wants, right? right? Not what Jesus wants, and we don't worship the Spirit. Without the Father and the Son, because we—that's not what the Spirit would want. Uh, so uh, <laughs> right. we can see their distinct work and worship them. We do se- worship separate, them separately, yes. but not exclusively separately. Not mm-hmm. not at, at the expense of the other. Um, so um, I think having that to, to think through that process of to talk about the creation and to talk about Trinity separately, we sometimes leave out how that looked. Combined. Combined. And so that's why we wanted to talk through that some uh, today. So thank you for joining us. And um, hopefully these will uh, uh, propel you to look in the scriptures and to grow in your understanding of who God is in a better way. And then to grow also in that relationship with him uh, into a more uh, more trusting, more full um, uh, closeness with uh, with the Father, with the Son, and with the Spirit. So thank you for joining us, and uh, we will be with you next time.